0: Boss. The boss the is coming. made-up, dumb fairy tale name you. Fucking. And uh, we are Sans guest today. There is no guest.
1: Well, yeah.
0: We might have a couple calls, maybe from uh, from Bernie or Ernie, or we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, we'll seek out. Uh, we'll seek out our fake callers uh, <laughs> in lieu of our real guests.
2: Nice. But
0: uh, we thought uh, we thought Jay Wow and I would have just a one-on-one powwow. Um, we've never actually done that in the the short history of the slack line.
1: Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. And uh, today we have uh is our slack line uh, brew version.
0: Yes, the brewery version. Nice. We got Pabst Blue Ribbon unofficially sponsoring us today.
1: Thanks, Pabst. Uh, we just had to pay for it. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they will make sure that the conversation gets more interesting as the cast goes along. Uh, especially
1: if you're drinking.
0: Yes. That was that was the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's actually how the slackline was born, right? Yes. Jay Wow and I sitting on a couch, waiting for some th- shit to happen and having a good chat and going, laughing a lot and thinking we should be recording this. Sure. Um, I don't. Uh, I guess that's how it's working out so far. I don't. How do you think it's working out so far?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm having a blessing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were talking about um, we were talking about a little bit about dating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's
1: a c- uh, common subject here, huh?
0: It's true. I mean, it's a common subject with everybody. We all want sex. Yeah. That's just.
1: Yeah, but not only sex. We always uh, we. Th- I think a lot well of times you said that we just want sex mm-hmm. and we actually are seeking for a, a bit more than it, you know.
0: It's true. It's true. It's I'm def- I definitely do. Like I can't just like really hook up and have sex. Well, I can obviously, but <laughs> um I don't know. I obviously enjoy it a lot more when when I have a personal connection with with people. Yeah. But I find that being harder and harder, I don't know, to really nail down because I don't know if there's just like like stuff like Tinder opens up so many like options or something like that for people that people are so quick to kind of move on or or maybe not give each other the respect that we used to have or maybe ghosting was always a thing, you know? Ghosting
1: I think is the worst option uh ever.
0: Yeah, but it's probably the most common option taken in my it's in e- my current easiest, in my most recent experience. Hmm. Thing is is like when when Tinder and this whole kind of dating shift happened which yeah. was really fast like it was like a year and a half yeah and people everybody was on Tinder yeah. you know yeah um when this happened it was like f- 4 years ago 5 years ago um maybe a bit more but like I was in a relationship with a girl at the time so I didn't participate in Tinder uh until it became like a full-fledged you know, cultural phenomenon that it is now and has actually, like, embedded itself in our psyche as far as how we date, you know? Like, yeah. just the whole concept of, like, of interchangeable partners, kind of, has has really taken over.
1: Do you think that this happened here? Because um, it's interesting that you say that because this kind of dating uh, a protocol already existed uh, back in Brazil, where I'm from, um and we used to have this thing that I would say, oh, are you guys boyfriend and girlfriend? Oh no, we're just uh, the term for it. Uh, translating is like I'm staying with this person. Oh, but you could be staying with several persons at mm. the same time. And if you say that uh, you're staying with one, it, it doesn't mean that you you are you are with this okay. person. But this this came like way before Tinder. So like when Tinder came along, it was just. I don't know. For us it's just like a matter of putting into an app while we were already doing it.
0: Yeah, no, I like for sure. Like obviously uh one night stands and, and these types of uh, you know, friends with benefits type relationships existed before. Um I'm I mean more like the idea of setting up, you know, dates with people. Outside like Tinder or not, you know just just however you end up meeting somebody and then like just you know going out with them a few times and then just not you know, yeah, and just like stop talking to them, yeah um there's that th- is something like I don't know i don't I didn't necessarily well, I did date obviously before Tinder, and I don't remember that ever really happening all that much
1: there's a there's a, um a philosopher. Uh, assessing this uh, our um, relationships on well that's several of them but uh, the vision that i that i that i think is uh, accurate is the of a guy called Zygmunt Bauman okay and um, this guy come up with the with the um, um, theory of the uh modern li- uh, fluid uh, yeah fluid modernity or something like that. I don't know the the title in English. I know in Portuguese, of course I was reading uh, in Portuguese, <laughs> but uh it's assessing really like what we are doing right now, you know um we are just moving from one relationship to another, and whenever things get a little bit um hard uncomfortable or yeah. uncomfortable, we just like goes to we just go to the next thing, yeah and Now, just getting a hook out of that and, like, just assessing how we deal with our stuff, you know, like computers Mm. and phones and everything, we don't fix anything anymore.
0: Yeah, that's true. We
1: just throw it in the trash and get a new one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe what we are doing in relationships right now most of the times or a lot of the times is just, like, if if you bought something that has, like, a a defect or, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, you just... Throw the relationship into the trash. It's like the the lemon law. Yeah. And uh, start a new one. But the problem with that, in my opinion, is that you never pass a point. You know? Yeah. You never actually go over your insecurities or you never go over your... I uh, don't think you
0: learn to trust people at all. That's the thing, you know?
1: Oh, uh, whatever, man. If she doesn't like, if she doesn't want to do this, I just like get another girlfriend, you know, another person or whatever. Yeah and
0: well i think as men we try to portray that as like something that we want but i don't like that like i don't like feeling um you know ambiguous about relationships with people and like not really sure where you stand with people and stuff like it's really it's frustrating more than anything uh and we we kind of call like you can call it like open relationships or something like that but unless you're actually like discussing uh you know the the parameters of what that means then it's just it's not an open relationship it's just uh it's just non communication you know
1: yeah yeah you just don't say anything and you just start something from from the beginning from the scratch yeah you don't deal with the problems anymore. Mm-hmm. you don't fix them mm-hmm. you buy new ones mm. well you're not buying sex in this case at,
2: uh
0: yeah but you think that maybe the per- like if if oh this person has like this one little thing or or even like <sighs> i mean it's not even about a person that might uh that might not pique your interest anymore but as much as another person grabbing your interest now you know and but like the the fact is is that you still have to deal with the person that you were with before. You okay, know?
1: no. So what you're saying is that what if you are with someone and then someone else grabs your attention?
0: Not even necessarily with someone. Hmm. Just like, um, well, like what what we're talking about, you know, these types of relationships that are staying with people. Yeah. You know, if you don't want to stay with that person anymore. Yeah. Like at all. Mm. You know, not just for tonight or whatever, but like at all. Yeah. Or, um, or you are quote unquote staying with this person for the time being. I don't know how long, something like you know a w- couple weeks or something like that. Okay. And somebody else catches your interest, or or even you want to move from a staying, uh, staying with somebody relationship to like a you know a real foundational relationship with somebody else. Yeah. You have to be, you can't just like leave those staying relationships floating. You know, you can't just like exit them and then pick up a relationship with somebody. Wha- because what not what only that,
1: you can't, like, that's exactly what
0: we are doing. Most of I the know. Times. But like, well, no, but like, y- you have to break that. You in have order to, br- to what? in order to fully give yourself to somebody else, for one thing.
1: Oh yeah, but then, but then, yeah, but then you wouldn't be staying with uh, other people, right? You wouldn't be uh, making out with other people. Then right. it call th- uh, that's what they call dating, no?
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. Is like if you're wanting to move into that sort of thing. What I'm basically, well, what I'm saying is, is like if you don't want to stay with somebody for like anymore, whatever that means, you have to break that. Right. Like you like like you have to tell them that it's broken, you know, mm-hmm. because these staying relationships, they are ambiguous and they are kind of open ended as you know, at, at at their definition. Right. Yeah. And so but like if you're if you have this type of relationship with somebody and you see them, you know, a few times over a couple of weeks and then they disappear for months and then maybe come back. Mm-hmm. or not even mm-hmm. but like let's say they do come back like how do you feel about that I like for know, me man. i'm like go fuck yourself like well, you just like disappear you
1: see that's the thing for you and 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 that's for me why open relationships are so complicated because um there are no uh you d- you, d- you never st- establish ba- boundaries and if you do so <laughs> It takes you so much discipline yeah. that an open relationship becomes uh, with a lot of rules. So it's actually, you know, uh, I- if we would call this a relationship, it's actually never open. I remember having this open relationship with one girl once. And like uh, there were rules that were not being said, mm-hmm. but they were there. Yeah. So like one of the rules was, was like, okay, if we go together into a party.
0: We live together.
1: We live together, and we can't be with anyone else,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like in front of each other. So that that was like one of the one of the rules. Mm-hmm. But that was just one. There were so many rules, and like th- it's a new set of rules, you know. Yeah. Like if you are in a in a in a uh, 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 in a relationship, you don't even have to tell those rules anymore. You know, like it's obvious that this is what it is. You know. Like, you're not going to uh, make up with someone in front of your girlfriend because that's you don't even have to talk about those rules. They are very set for you, you know? Ah. So, like, these open relationships, that you just have... There's so much stuff that you have to talk about it and then you have to figure out and then you have to start from the zero and you guys have to agree on it. That is just so fucking boring. That's like a lot of... Yeah,
0: it's like true, you know, like... like <laughs> kind of entering into that type of conversation with somebody, and it it almost got like clinical in a way, you know, of yeah, like okay, yeah. well, <laughs> yeah. let's make sure we're doing this, and let's make sure of this, and that da 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 da. da. And, I, and I actually said like I feel like I should be signing like a piece of paper or something, you know, like I don't know. It's yeah, it kind of took me uh it took it the boner down. Yeah,
1: like y- like you start as if it's much more uncomplicated, and it's actually. At least for me, it's much more complicated because there are a lot of rules that people are not saying. I remember Mm -hmm. the same girl just going out and and like, oh, no, free love and everything. But whenever she discovered that I was out with someone else, we we used to live in different cities, Mm -hmm. she would get so jealous and we would fight. And I was like, you're being jealous right now. Yeah. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so like uh, you can you can deny as much as you want. But deep inside, you know that you're jealous
2: and it's okay. It's okay.
0: That's the thing is like it like it only makes sense that you would rather you would rather that person, a person that, you know, has your attracted interest you would rather that person want to be with you than anybody else all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so whenever there are those, those times, whether that's, you know, a night, a week or like months at a time that that person is not spending that time with you. It's like, well, what is it that you're actually, that you actually enjoy about spending time with me? Yeah. You know, like, what am i is it's weird to think about what i could give that's different but also not enough to mm-hmm. hold your to hold somebody's interest in uh in not even just a relationship but just again like <sighs> i've had plenty of relationships like that before and they've never bothered me but like i think that there's a there's a you're crossing a threshold there's a difference between staying with somebody mm-hmm. like we talked about uh yeah. like we would call that kind of like a friends with benefits situation it's like yeah it's a f- it's a person that you get along with that you know you can call every once in a while and be like hey f- yeah those those relationships exist but as soon as you come into this quote-unquote open relationship doesn't that does that not imply like okay we are in like, like we are in uh a pairing like i'm gonna mm-hmm. potentially like bring you home to mom and dad. But I also want an open relationship. Whereas like that entails, you know, different sexual partners and that type of thing throughout the course of potentially our marriage or like whatever that, whatever that whole thing is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a totally different line, you know, because you're instituting your love for somebody, which is like a totally, it's a totally different scenario versus well, oh, I'm sexually attracted to that person.
1: Yeah, I mean the thing is that we, we all have impulses, but that's not the only rule that can guide us through, you know? Um like you can be in a relationship and still be like you you still want to fuck other people, but it's just not doing it so right. because you are in a relationship.
0: Exactly. Because you want to maintain trust with somebody that you care about.
1: Yeah, so, like, uh, I think one of the problems today is that our generation, it's set up to be, like, we think we are so cool sometimes. And we cannot deal a lot of times with frustration. Mm -hmm. Like, whenever you choose to do something, you're going to, like, life is like that, man. It's going to be 50% is going to be... Good stuff, and fifty percent is gonna be bad stuff. Yeah, but we want everything that everything to be pleasurable, mm-hmm. everything to be to not to hurt. So I think we lost the cap- the, the the or we didn't lost yet, but we, we are, are losing. losing the capability of being frustrated. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I am in a relationship. This girl is gorgeous, and she's here, and she's almost naked, and she wants to. To have sex, but I am in a relationship. What am I gonna do? You know, uh, uh, it is frustrating to say no, sexually or, or, or to your body or whatever. But hey, uh, but that's a commi- commitment that you that you made. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I I honestly I don't have as tough a time with that as I do with like even. Okay, here's a beautiful woman in your bed. You've had, you know, your fun. And then, you know, she goes and spends the day with somebody else or that doesn't even really bother me all that much either. Again, it all depends on the people. It's just like, I don't know, maybe maybe it just comes down to like if I have a girlfriend or or a spouse or something like I would like that person to kind of only be mine. I don't know. Like, I've never experienced what I could qualify as an open relationship. Like I said, like
1: well, it's not it's not only being yours. Like if you knew that the person that she was hanging out was just a friend, wouldn't that be okay? No,
0: yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, uh, so that's, yeah. that's
1: perfect. Like uh, you know, you're not being jealous. My my thing is like, for me, it's crazy when jealousy n- when jealousy comes without a reason. Like yeah, you know, like um, I ha- my girlfriend now has has a lot of uh, friends and a lot of them are men.
0: Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's you fine. know,
1: like, uh, I know that they're friends and, you know, they can hang out. But and what and if you
0: knew that part of your relationship was that some of those people she is having sex with when she's not with you?
1: No, I. that's why I s- I'm saying I can't. Yeah. I can't. I know that she can't as well. So, I, you know, like, I I know that she couldn't, uh, or like, she probably wouldn't do it because she feels the same way. Like yeah. She wouldn't be okay if I was, uh, f- you know, just, oh, I, we just fucking, like, I'm just fucking somewhere, someone else on a regular basis, because...
0: Do you think you can love somebody in that type of a scenario? Do you think you truly love somebody if you want to be going and get something on the side, something that you're not getting from somebody that you quote-unquote oh love? Oh,
1: man, and then we we're going to go to, like, this love discussion so vast. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> That's okay, we have time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, man, that... It 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 depends. I don't know if, uh, if you were t- to tell me that, um, your girlfriend had an accident and like I don't know, you guys couldn't have sex anymore. Yeah, but if not, like, what what the hell is going on? Like, why weren't you having sex with your girlfriend and like seeking for other people? Right. Like, w- because the problem is not the other. You know, the problem is always you. Like what's going on with you? Yeah, don't you have enough pleasure, or w- what's going on? I
0: wouldn't say it's not. I, I don't want to say it's always you. Obviously, people get into their yeah, own shit. yeah, but
1: most of the time, man, most of the time is is you. You have the control over it. You know, you got to choose. You, you you can say, oh no, man, that's instinct, that's bullshit. Like, uh, we are man or we are woman, and we are sexually, we are. Uh, sexually attracted to each other and we just had to let it go. I mean, that kind of post hippie talk for me is... I mean, I lived through that. That's why I I can say, like, for me, for me, Mm -hmm. it's bullshit. Mm. It's bullshit. Like, either you are in a relationship that you chose to be in, and if it's open, you're probably gonna have, like, a whole shit ton of rules Mm -hmm. that you might not even speak about it but they are there for sure
0: and you probably don't necessarily agree with all of them but you want you want to be with that person and so you agree to them
1: that's like that's 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 the
0: thing i find weird about it is there's probably scenarios on both sides of that compromise that both of those people are like ah yeah i don't like this part of this you know? Yeah, and then... And what then we so, do, like, what is that?
1: Oh, I don't like it. And then you seek som- someone else. Yeah. You don't yeah. fix it. You
2: know? Yeah, you exactly. You don't talk. Yeah.
1: You just, like, let's fuck someone else.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean...
1: I'm sorry for uh, people that are listening that have open relationships.
0: Well, that's fine, man. I mean, It's your, it's your thought on it. But that's my,
1: it. my thought. Of it. And it's a thought of someone that actually had had... Yeah. ...more than a couple of open relationships. For me for me it doesn't work
0: yeah i'm just Mm -hmm. i've never really experienced something like that like i said on on the standpoint of like we're we're girlfriend and boyfriend but also have relations with other people on the side kind of at our leisure like i've never had anything like that um I don't know how I feel about it. I don't like you can't. To me, you can't know how you feel about that type of thing until you actually go through with it and and see how it goes.
1: I I I think that, uh, I don't know. Love is is much faster. Uh, there is a f- a film, for me, is just a, uh, well done porn film by Gaspar Noé called Love. Okay. Which I think that the last thing that this guy feels is love. Maybe he loves himself a lot. <laughs> but uh it comes to a point where um he have a girlfriend and they open the relationship for another girl uh and then there's a whole situation where his girlfriend goes away and he get together with the other girl that was with them but just both of them and then there's a, p- a condom that breaks and and the girl got gets pregnant And then his girlfriend find out, and that's cheating. Because he got with the girl without her. So, like, and and they didn't talk about, you know, rules and stuff. And, like, I I don't fucking understand that. Like, if you don't say that this is not okay, how is it cheating?
2: (sighs) Well, yeah. And the
1: other part of it is, like, for me, it's kind of like a macho type of shit. Because... So, it was okay for them to have, like, a, a girl in the relationship, but as soon as the girl asked to have a guy, the guy was like, oh, no, I don't do this, like, I'm not attracted to men, type of stuff, you know? Well, how can
0: you say, in that, this is, a, this is again, a kind of, like, when you're talking about, like, an open relationship, how can you say, well we did this with the woman so how come you can't do it with the man it's like well that's just not part of who i am this is an open relationship i thought we were talking about our openness regardless of whether or not that meant i would have you know a threesome with a man or a woman you know if i only want to do that with a woman and not uh a second man then then that's part of that's part of my you know sexual uh sexual parameters i guess yeah but and like, i guess bu- that would come in sorry i guess that would come in where somebody might be like okay well then i'll go find somebody who will do that for me even though i w- i still want to spend time with you and like and i still care about you and blah, blah 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 i'm gonna go find somebody who will uh satisfy this urge that i have yeah
1: and then we leave in this loop that Every urge that we have has, has to, to be, be satisfied. satisfied. Yeah. That's that's yeah. a problem with generation. That's man. an like interesting thing it's too. It's, it's it's great that we have more uh, um, uh, openness to sex. That anywhere, like a, that, in any other time, like even like the hippie times, mm-hmm. like we have much more openness to sex than, than in those times. But as well, we had to find a fine line that uh, it's not only about us. You know? Like, yeah. only everything's about me. Everything's about me. All my wishes have to be satisfied. All mm-hmm. my, You know? Uh,
0: we well, you're never going to find that in one person, right? That's the point. You're never going to find... S- well, I wouldn't say never, but like, you're always going to have to compromise with people. Regardless. You know, whether it's like an activity that somebody likes that you don't like, or whether it's you know a sexual thing that that your partner wants to partake in like you're always going to have things that are you that, are, that you compromise on in a relationship like that's that's kind of the whole crux of the thing right yeah um yeah man i mean i don't like your relate your your point about the cheating thing kind of strikes me i don't know if i've told you about this before maybe i have but uh like i i had an ex who had a friend who was very attractive and they uh they had had uh like threesomes together before. Wait, a girl or a guy? My girlfriend and yeah. uh and her guy? girlfriend.
1: Oh, and her girlfriend. Okay.
0: They had had a threesome before with her f- her girlfriend's boyfriend and and her, you know, okay. like like a, a, f- a few years before yeah. we started dating. And uh yeah, she's very attractive and and very overtly flirty with me mm. um, to the point of was like, I actually said to her once, like, you have to convince that one. You have to convince my girlfriend because mm-hmm. I'm on board. <laughs> 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 right. And. uh, But, yeah, so there was always kind of this like, oh, am I an- ever going to have this sort of, you know, threesome thing happen? Yeah. And they would make out together. Such
1: as like. 99% of men. Right. <laughs> of course. We all
0: want that. <laughs> like of course. Dream. Right. <laughs> that was kind of one of the things. Right. It was. <laughs> anyway, so like they would make out with each other at parties sometimes.
1: But while you were uh, with them?
0: Yeah. While I was around. Okay. You know, we're having a house party or something and but everybody's. She drunk. was your
1: girlfriend at the My time. My
0: girlfriend, yeah. And, and her friend, okay. the girl, they would yeah. make out with each other just like, you know, they were drunk and they would do that.
1: Okay. And you were in the party?
0: I was in the party. And yeah. you were not jealous? I was, and I wasn't. It was weird. Like, my buddies would come up to me and be like, oh, dude, that's so awesome. Like, your girlfriend's just, like, making out with that hot chick, and, like, you know, it's so sexy. And I'd be like, yeah, but I'm not there. And I I want to be in there. Mm-hmm. So if she wants that, and I also yeah. want that, how come we're not both having that? Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and I would talk to her about it afterwards. I'd be like, you know, like, Unless you're including me in what you're doing, yeah, you're cheating on me in front of my face. Yeah. And she didn't see it that way. How how did she say it? Well, she was like, "Oh no, it's just girls having fun and da da da." And I'm like, "Yeah, but unless that I unless I'm in there too, I'm not having fun." I'm huh? not having fun. I just get the the tease of watching my girl with make out with another girl and having all my buddies come over and tell me how awesome it is when it's really not.
1: You should you should try like making out with uh, one of your friends. Well, that's guy. what she said. That's
0: what she was She was like, she was like "Well, you her. can That's what she said. She's like, "Well, m- my best friend's name is Stu." She's like, "You can go make out with Stu if you want." And I I would say like, "Well, I'm not attracted to Stu." So I don't want to make out with him. You're obviously attracted to her. You yeah. want to make out with her. And that's okay. Okay, but that was okay
1: because it was another girl? totally right because if it if, the if it the was another was dude, guy? then
0: I've, yeah that would be uh, it would be
1: like so that's for me it's ridiculous
0: exactly and uh and then yeah she would say like yeah Yo, you can make out with your friend and i'd be like wait if you came around the corner at a party and i was making out with my buddy you would have some fucking questions
1: okay and what about if you were making up with another girl right i mean what's the difference the sex the sex of the the, the person
0: yeah like you're just making up with someone else exactly This was my whole crux of the argument. And then it would just be like, oh, you just want to fuck her. And I'd be like, well, if you're going to, or again, like, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like every dude's fantasy. And I know that you guys have experienced this before, and it seems like you're still into it. So how come I'm not being brought into it as your longtime boyfriend at this point, right? Like, live-in boyfriend at this point. Oh, fuck, man. Uh, anyway, so that, that's kind of my only sort of even like touch with something like that, that, that really like, I mean, I was open to it. I was open to like, you know, having that come in and out of our relationship if she wanted it, but only if I was involved in it and only if it was again, like, like if it was a dude, then I wouldn't have been cool with it, obviously.
1: Yeah, so that's the thing, you know, it's so many fucking rules. It's an yeah. uh, open relationship, I mean, and it wasn't, right?
0: No, it wasn't an open relationship. <laughs>
1: that's, for me, it's just, I, I I, can't, I can't. Just For me, it's too much. I know, I, I physically can't, I get sick if I go through something like that. I've been there, yeah. I've been there.
0: Like, yeah. I wouldn't say that it really, like... Again, it was like a confusing point for me. It wasn't one of those things that I was like, no, you're cheating on me. Well, no, you can't do this anymore. I was just like, it gave me an uneasy, weird feeling. I wasn't sure how I should be feeling about this.
1: Yeah, because we... I think, I think this is part of our macho culture. This plays against us. Because mm-hmm. it is okay and it's sexy because it's two girls and mm-hmm. it's our fantasy. But hey... <laughs> It's another person. If you th- if you if you think about terms of person, mm-hmm. and like you are with someone, and that's the deal.
0: Especially if you're gonna claim some sort of you know uh, sexual fluidity, you know if you're gonna say that you're bisexual or or even have had those tendencies in the past or whatever, um, then yeah. You know it'll it'll throw up a flag when and that's weird too. I actually watched a TV show the other <laughs> the other day where they're talking about. Uh, dating a bisexual girl, or trying to hook up with a bisexual girl. Uh, I shouldn't say trying to hook up; trying to date a bisexual girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> say whatever you want, man.
0: <laughs> and they talked about they, the one guy mentioned how that's that's too much competition. That's all the competition, you know. Like, wh- if you're dating oh, somebody who's bisexual, too, too sexy. Yeah, like it would be weird. Not w- again. I, I, I hesitate to say weird. I've never been in a in a place where I had to feel like I uh like I would be concerned that my girlfriend would be like having sex with her female friends mm-hmm. or even male friends but like mm-hmm. uh you know especially so female friends yeah while they were like you know hanging out together or something like that like that's never something that I've really uh, even like Considered. Considered, yeah. Oh, well. But, like, not even friends. Just, like, people on the street, you know? Like, when you're dating a beautiful woman, there's enough of dudes coming (laughs) up (laughs) trying to hit on your girl to to last a lifetime. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine having that happening with both genders, you know? Or both. With all genders. Like... Every time an attractive girl came to talk to your woman like cut away. <laughs> <laughs> She's mine. Yeah.
1: Well That that's again part of the, the game, you know. Like if you're established with your girlfriend that this was not okay since the beginning, you wouldn't be mad that other girls would just talk to her. It's just talking.
0: Yeah, I'm I've never been even like jealous of like guys coming up and and hitting on a girlfriend it's just like well i get to go home with her so thanks for the compliment dude you know uh that type of thing has never really bothered me um but it would i think if i knew that there was actually the possibility of that happening that's the thing right
1: so probably you're not fit for a open relationship as well
0: maybe not (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Which is disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, man. Because, like, I don't know. Nowadays, it looks like it's cooler if you are. You're more like yeah.
0: Well, I liked. Like, I am open to the idea of it. Again, like yeah, I've never me too. experienced I'm open to it. Idea,
1: the idea, as long as it's not with me,
0: <laughs> I've never experienced it. And and from again from a standpoint of like staying with somebody, I've had those, and that's fine. It it kind of. It comes down to, I guess, just you know, definitions of what a re- of what your relationship is with somebody, and and maybe that could ju- that just changes person to person. You know, there are people you meet that you want to just have, you know, all for yourself, and there are people you meet that are, you're fine. You know, it's they okay, they're on, you're only attracted to certain parts of them or whatever, and so uh, you're fine having them, you know, do their own thing and whatever.
1: If it's just for sex.
0: Well, it's not just for sex. No, 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 like no, 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 some no, people that you, you know. Like, uh, maybe there's a person that goes on hikes with you and stuff like that. Okay, and well, but, but then, then maybe it's there's it's a person the that likes to play video games know, with that, you and those aren't the same person. It,
1: everything that you said is just fun. But in a relationship, you also get the bad part. Yeah. Which is, like, whenever the person is in shit, yeah. y- y- you like, it's not that you have to be, but, like, y- you're probably going to be there for her as well. Yeah, you or should. Or for him, yeah. you know? and And that's the other part of the relationship, you know? If you're just, like, having sex with someone, I highly doubt it, like, the person will call you when she's in shit or whatever, and you know what? Yeah. If you said no, you're just someone that she's having sex with or he's having sex with, you know?
0: Hmm. That, yeah, that's definitely an interesting line. So, like, line. for me, the
1: relationship is, it, it, it's, it, it, it englobes all of it, you know? Yeah. The good part and the bad part and whenever the person is in shit, you're there to help, like, a- and you feel good about it. I've been, I've been in th- in this uh, currently relationship. Uh, you know some of these stories mm-hmm. that w- where like um, my partner needed me, mm-hmm. and it's not because I'm a super guy or super boyfriend that I was, li- but I was happy to be there for her to help her through this shitty time that she was going through, and you know it's maybe like a a, a thing of like. Let's try to pull this off together. You know, let's try to to do it together because it, you know, it, it gives you some leverage as well to uh, to be able to whenever you are and shit. Because life is up and downs, man. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much we try to push uh, our frustrations; it's gonna be frustrating anyway. So yeah. we might as well tr- start to dealing with this right now. That's true. But if you have someone to t- that you can count on in a in a regular basis. It, it, it's it's so much nicer man
0: i totally agree um and actually you know what i kind of want to get into that uh a little bit deeper maybe we should take a break and uh right. and have a smoke and, and come back and uh okay we'll be back on the slack line with uh, jwow and the boss
1: Guitar was my car. Okay. Which uh, we have Rodolfo
0: on, on the line. It's a piece
1: of line. shit car. It's a piece of shit car. Rodolfo, piece of shit car. Rodolfo, Rodolfo bought the car oh. for me.
2: Nobody wanted to buy it, so I helped uh, Johnny's father. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, uh, I'm
2: a very good friend. How much was? How
0: much did you pay for the car, Rodolfo?
2: Well, uh, way, way more than it's worth it.
0: <laughs> you bits of shit you, you So, so she, Joao's dad ripped you off For this car
2: It did <laughs> It happens Son of I, I bitch. still like Johnny though <laughs> <laughs>
1: I told him And I, I, I swear to God One thing that I told to Rodolfo Before buying this car Because this car was so tangled up In a lot of like law shit I told him Rodolfo He bought another car from me in the past and it was fine and I told him thank you and it was great and I told him for specifically for this car uh, I told Rodolfo don't buy this car. This <laughs> car is trouble. Did Rodolfo listen to me? No. He bought the fucking well, but piece let me, of let shit me tell you. and then and then he had a lot of fucking troubles and what did I tell him? I told you so. I
2: <laughs> well, TOLD YOU uh, SO! <laughs> don't buy the car! Well let me tell you something buddy. Yeah? Every time I get in this car I remember you and our friendship and that is just priceless for me. But
0: you oh, don't- he owned you with a very sweet sweet uh line. That what? was very I'm nice, Rodolfo. a very Delpho. rich
1: guy. It's so true so but we are we, are, we are so friends that you told me as well that uh, whenever you you uh you are in, in the washroom have a time off with yourself uh you also think of me. So Yes, sir.
2: Because you remember me your sister.
1: <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> and I miss her a lot. Oh, I, I, I
1: wish she could she, she would say the same thing for, for you.
2: Well, uh, well I'm, I'm 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 sorry to be honest with you but but it's about time, buddy. Uh. i like her mustache it's just 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 like yours
1: (laughs) that's what we need that's that's what we're doing this show man people for for people being honest
0: yeah wow
1: we were chatting about dating and about uh ficar which i translated as staying with a woman okay and open relationships and all this kind of bullshit and now we are moving on and uh, talking about the film industry and about our plans for the future. Now, I know that you, um, you, 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 you lived in San Diego. We are really close friends, my best friend. Uh, and you live in San Diego for quite a while. And uh, I know that you want to get out of the country and also do something uh, outside of the country, right? uh and uh can you tell us uh, what what's your dream I, I know that you um you have a he, he works with uh wood uh, furn- furniture and oh great pretty really gorgeous cool and what are your plans of uh for, for living the country uh, rodolfo
2: so uh my dream is to it's to have uh first of all is to have a nice family and that's why i work for wow. um and it's sad, but Brazil, it's, it's not one of the safest countries to live. Um, and uh, the lifestyle here in Brazil doesn't please me. So that's why I'm looking for uh, to export my furniture and to open uh, business abroad. Um, well, I intend to go to either uh, California or to Europe. Uh my wife she wants to go to California because we already have friends over there and and she uh, she has uh some contacts like professional contacts as well. So uh, we are hemming and hawing about what to do. Maybe California, maybe Europe, uh, maybe Vancouver.
0: Cool, cool. We never uh, know. What uh so
2: what so I work
0: Go ahead. I'm sorry? No, go ahead.
2: Uh, I work with uh, reclaimed wood, uh, only solid wood, uh, sustainable wood, uh, eco-friendly, and uh, it's pretty artistic. We work with uh, mainly with uh, designers and architects here in Brazil. Um, it's a small company. We don't intend to be huge. We intend to be uh, good at what we do, uh, so that's what we have... Um, in uh in our goals
0: great great what what uh what type of furniture do you actually like specialize in is it is it is it mostly like you know chairs or like ta- like tables like it's what mostly
2: ta- um, dining tables coffee tables uh consoles uh and we do we make a lot of uh special projects as well I- um, the mainly feedstock that we use is uh wood we also work with um uh, uh, stainless steel, uh, iron, glass, uh, resins. So it's pretty much uh, one of a kind furniture that we make. Cool. We uh, use uh, tree roots that were uh, submerged in rivers, uh, burnt leftovers as uh, we chase here.
0: Oh, that sounds that sounds really great. What's the name of the What's the name of the company?
2: The company is called Bullet.
0: Boulay, how do you spell that?
2: Uh, It's uh, B-U-E-B-O-U-L-L-E.
0: Oh, okay, cool. And do you guys have, like, any, uh, like, online presence or anything like that?
2: Yes, we do have uh, a website. Uh, It's bouley.com.br because it's Brazil. Okay. And our website uh, is in English already. We're making uh, a new website that's going to go online.
1: it's gonna go online when you are
0: offline. Oh, video paused. for connection.
2: of uh, how we make the furniture and our process and, and how we deal with the business. Uh, it's pretty nice. We also have uh, English subtitles. Oh. Okay. Johnny. Uh, Johnny recorded. So it's if if you don't like the video, please you can complain with him, not to me. <laughs>
0: That's great. Uh, what can, else? And, can, and
2: that's that's pretty much it. it it's a, a business, uh, family business.
0: And can can people order your furniture like uh, online or anything like that, or do do you spe- uh, specifically just serve like in your Brazil area or in your local area right now?
2: No, we, we we can ship everywhere in the world. We export directly from my company. We don't have e-commerce. Because uh, I have a lot of feedstock that I can make something special for you, so uh, I will talk to you to see what you really need, and then and then I'm
0: I'm gonna produce something specially just for you. Oh, that's great! So it's all custom then.
2: All custom and one of a kind
0: furniture. Yes, that is that is really really great. Uh, that is Boule in Brazil, and you're you're looking so you're uh, Johnny said you're going to uh, possibly San Francisco. What part of Europe are you looking at? Um, I had the first meeting
2: with uh, a woman from Lisboa, Portugal. She came straight to to know the company to meet us to see how can we start a business over there.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Nice. And uh, uh, you wh- guys also uh, sponsor our show, right? You <laughs> are uh, one of the sponsors.
2: <laughs> We're very happy to sponsor this show. Uh, <laughs> you guys are very close friend of mine. And uh, there's no way I, I could stay out of it. Um, I have my credit card, and every time you guys want it, it's, it's just uh
0: available for you we appreciate that we appreciate all the support from boule furniture in uh in brazil
2: anytime all right thank
1: you rodolfo uh we talk no later problem. and that's thank our main sponsor thank you from uh for dropping by
2: thank you guys anytime i appreciate it
1: all right Thanks, rodolfo, you later. have a bye, good bye. One.
2: see you later man take care
1: you too now that's a funny story about this uh this car yeah. Uh, it was um. This th- th- the car that he bought for me was actually the f- the first car that I had, and this car my father brought bought from uh, another another. Uh, he b- he bought from a friend of his, and it was tangled up with uh debt. Whenever he he bought it,
0: tangled up with what? Sorry, with debt. Like dabbed?
1: Like like uh, uh uh the car. My tr- my father tried to pay, but the guy owned. Oh, with debt, with debt. Yeah, okay, with sorry, yeah, okay. So like, th- this car story is a mess, but anyways, it was the v- my first car, and I was so happy, and I um I know Rodolfo for a long, long time, and um, but our friendship actually started in this car. So one day I called Rodolfo. He was a b- distant friend by this time, and I was like, Hey, I am with a new car, and I'm 17 years old. Let's go for a drive. So we went for a drive with the car, and it's a Jeep. So I um, I got this Jeep, and Rodolfo, and like, yeah, man, let's go to try to do some, like, weird off-road shit.
0: It's a Jeep.
1: It's a Jeep, Jeep yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It sounded like you said, it's a, no, it's a Jeep.
1: No, <laughs> it's a Jeep. It's a Jeep. It's a Jeep. <laughs> so, so we go out and try to do this uh, off-road trail and we almost flipped the car <coughs> like in a point that oh, both of the wheels were outside of the <laughs> ground and we were almost <laughs> flipping and then we poof we go back into the, in the into gravity and we look at each other's like cool <laughs> 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 so then th- that's where friendship actually happens That's pretty something. cool. That
0: was really sweet. That was really sweet what he said about uh about how uh, your guys's friendship was kind of born in that car uh and that he thinks about you when he drives it around and that's one of the reasons that he, he bought it. That's pretty neat. Uh cool. It's 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 awesome to have friends that go way back like that. Uh that's one of the things that I feel lucky about too, uh having friends back home that uh you know, they're just uh they're just awesome people and you know, you can spend as much time away from those types of people as as it takes, but uh whenever you come back is the, right? the same. It's always the same. It's like you saw each other yesterday and yeah. Uh yeah, shout out to any of those guys back home in Calgary that are listening. It's probably none of them, but that's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> thanks Calgary really guys. Thanks Calgary <laughs> guys for <laughs> your support. Uh, that was great from Rodolfo and uh, and Boulay Furniture. That sounded really cool. I'm gonna it check is. that out.
1: It is check it out. I actually made uh, several videos from them. Oh really? Was, yeah, 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 yeah. He said
0: you guys did the he did the voiceover. But yeah. maybe you just did the whole videos? No, I did the whole video, yeah. Okay. Boole. Dot com
1: dot br. Go check it out.
0: dot, com dot br as a matter of fact I also oh. yeah. Oh I put bullet. Oh no. Isn't that how I said Oh uh, we we uh,
1: figured this out later.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Anyway, okay. Rodolfo it's an interesting character. He used to be uh, uh an actor. Oh okay. And uh he went to San Diego to live. He lived there for uh two years. And I visited him at the time with my girlfriend at the time. We spent there like forty five days or something like that. Yeah. And um and now he's uh he's a businessman. Um he came back to Brazil to uh help his fa- his father up with uh boule. Okay. And uh yeah man, whenever like whenever Rudolfo does something, he does as well, like hundred percent. So the company b- became much bigger since mm-hmm. Rodolfo took over, uh, and he's doing really well with the business there. Yeah,
0: man. sounds like uh, like he's got uh, got everything shaping out, and he's he's got some big plans going forward, which is yeah, really great. And
1: you know what? Like we were talking about how uh, like his dream was to be a musician. He also plays oh, very well the guitar and uh, an actor. And it changed, it, sh- it shifted to uh, Boulay, mm-hmm. and um, it's so interesting how he actually applied his uh, his uh, skills into developing uh, this this company, hmm. and he's happy doing it. So you know, like. He he. His first dream was to be a, a musician and a, and a a performer. A performer. Mm-hmm. But he applied a lot of his skills that he had, and also like the skills that he had to be a performer and an artist as a salesman. For yeah. For for uh, for his uh, furniture, mm-hmm. and he's doing so so great, man. I'm so proud of him. Um. Even though, his d- his dream just changed, you know. Yeah. So um, we're talking. Just before uh, would when when uh, when I arrived here, just before we started slackline today, about our dreams for the future and uh, our first impressions of um, um, the film industry and stuff, mm-hmm. and how hard it looks uh, from like just trying to get in and doing some stuff and just get shit done in this industry in the beginning. Yeah. So like how hard it is that sometimes. Um, we just feel like giving up our dreams, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not like I haven't reached those types of points personally yet. I mean, this is all pretty new to me still as far as um, uh, y- trying to chase a dream that is, you know, centered around your, your you know, your talents mm-hmm. in, in, uh, and not so much around uh, business prowess or whatever you want to call it. Um, but you know, you get into, to really, uh, really deep waves of self doubt a lot of the time, especially if you're coming at it from a, from an artistic standpoint, which some people aren't, you know, like, especially in this industry, the film industry, there is, uh, there's a lot of money in it, like a lot of money and a lot of money at stake, right? They're putting hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, uh, close to a billion dollars into some of these films so um, that's not the control of that is not centered around artistry as mm-hmm. much um much more business uh, much man. more business like right we see that with things like Star Wars and whatnot mm-hmm. you know it's it's much more it's geared with you know toys in mind and that type of deal uh uh not that I mean that's just. Hollywood, right? But those are the things that make these things money, right? You Mm -hmm. know, these small projects, these little pet projects that people have, they don't necessarily make money for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're more about grabbing attention, Mm -hmm. right? And so, um, when you think you, when you, when you, when you have good ideas, uh, especially like, I mean, we, we, you and I come at this from like a writer's perspective, right? Like, um, if you're a cinematographer or something like that or if you're uh if you're just kind of interested in sort of any other aspect of it, I think there is more of a tangible line mm-hmm. for how you can get involved in the industry and learn from people and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, but if you're interested in uh
0: uh directing
1: and writing and yeah. producing things are very very much so different
0: right Right, now. like producing i mean you can go about you know sitting on a set and stuff like that as a pa and working your way up through you know sort of like an office mode like that but um like if you want to be a, a quote-unquote producer of films somebody yeah. that's known as oh this person will get stuff done and will get my movie made mm-hmm. you have to do that sure right but, but don't you think that?
1: Uh, also, it comes down to the like. Yes, you can be a PA and work your way up, but also, uh, there's the kind of things that you would produce and the kinds of things that you wouldn't produce. Like uh, we were talking about that we, uh, um, uh, you know, the, the the films. Okay, I I'll be a producer for this film because this film say something that I actually believe. believe yeah, you know, and, and like those kind of t- stuff. Rather than, like, just being a guy that made shit done. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but, I mean, you need people like that. Yeah. You need people that only care about chasing the money, that only care about your idea because it's profitable. Because, let's be honest, like, it has to be profitable. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I mean, in, in, in what sense? Profitable in what sense? Because profitable like
1: l- well initially a lot, w- a lot of art that has been made yeah it wasn't profitable until I know. it was
0: profitable it's true i would say initially profitable means uh it grabs attention mm mm-hmm. the profit is in people in is an in interest i guess more than mm-hmm. anything uh if you can get people interested in your idea yeah whether that is from a single pitch meeting with uh that you lucked out getting in front of like a high level producer or whether you actually have to go out and make a trailer, or make a short, or something like that, and try and fund a few thousand dollars that you can throw together, or something that you can then try and distribute to people as you know a concept of something larger. Um, the only way you're going to get to that concept of something larger is if you convince somebody that it that it's profitable.
1: Okay, so uh, just coming back a little bit, we've been. Um, we to film school together, mm-hmm. and those are first—I don't know—six months. Let's say six months yeah. out there. What are your first impressions?
0: Hmm. From the film industry, um, my first impressions are that, uh, like in contrast to what we've learned or something, or just just in general. In general. My first impressions are that it uh it is easier to get into than i f- than I thought mm-hmm. as far as getting a job getting a job mm-hmm. and getting kind of just acquainted with people that have a common interest because okay. everybody that works on sets hmm not everybody the majority of people that work on sets are interested in their own shit right like you know they're they're like us grips they're, or... They're, yeah grips and electrics and and whatever like kind of depending on what their station is you can kind of guess what most people are okay you know like obviously most of the background tends to want to be actors and or writers you know Mm -hmm. um most people want to end up directing their own stuff eventually Mm -hmm. uh grips and electrics they tend to kind of want to be either uh cinematographers or or like directors and writers again Mm -hmm. so and and people that run PAs tend to want to – and NADs and stuff like that might be more directing to, like, producing and those types of things. So mm-hmm. you can kind of gauge what people are interested in. And everybody has something that they want to do.
1: That they are
0: not doing it yet. That they're not doing. Uh, but what i have also kind of – my my main impression coming here is, like, as somebody that wants to be more like a quote-unquote storyteller with words – um, I thought that that was like gonna be everybody's drive, you know. Like, yeah, there's sound guys, and yeah, there's I shouldn't say guys, yeah, there's sound people, and yeah, there's you know uh, script supervisors and all that. But I always kind of had this thought in my mind that everybody that was involved in this mm-hmm. wanted to be the top thing, yeah. And I think that everybody started out as that. You know, at some point, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, most people have found their way into some sort of comfort or just like, uh, you know, some people get their jam on it. Like a sound person. Well, even, sound like, people really even interesting. like Rodolfo. Yeah, Rodolfo.
1: Like he, he got his gig out of like being a businessman after all, you know.
0: Yeah, well, what I mean more is like, uh, like there are people that are actually just interested in doing the sound. And that's all they want to do, they that, they that's how they get their jam. They love picking up small little uh, uh, you know sounds just in the environment and using them in films and like that's what they love to do. And I like I can't imagine spending you know so much time doing something like that. That to me, the idea that somebody would want to do that is crazy, right? Uh, but there are people that want to do that, right? And they want to do it for you, because that's their jam. Like, if you bring it to them, they'll be excited about it versus thinking that it's, oh, this is going to be work. Ugh. Um, I mean, some people are like that, obviously. And I think that uh, that kind of stems to the importance of being close with people that you you kind of grow with in the industry. You know, uh, we have a great group of, of friends and, and close people that we've ended up working with through school projects and whatnot not just in our own class, but in other schools and other things, um, that uh, that we can kind of play favors off of each other and, and work with each other because we enjoy working with each other and we enjoy doing things for each other and we have interest in each other's ideas uh, rather than... You know, needing a few hundred dollars here and there to work on something. You know, it will get to that point eventually, and that's kind of always the 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 goal. Is like, okay, yeah, I mean, I mean you do me a favor, I do you a favor, and hopefully, you know, once we both do e- each other a few enough favors, we're starting to make money doing it. You know, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting, it's an interesting field. It it kind of it's like it doesn't. It surprises me how, undifferent it is from all other industries than i thought you Mm -hmm. know like it's just like anything else show up and work hard and do your shit uh but on the side everybody's everybody's interested in what your side project is you know versus being in any other uh industry like when i was in finance like nobody gave a fuck what your hobbies are like outside of you know just personal interest whereas like here your hobbies are your work and everybody kind of recognizes that. You know, everybody recognizes that what you're doing on a set is not what you actually want to do unless you're one of like the top few people.
1: Yeah. I I think my impressions are are pretty much the same but but to be honest, I'm I'm I, I tell people I, I'm mostly I'm very disappointed. How so? How so? Um Maybe it was uh, I was just getting in with a naive uh, um, mindset of what what <laughs> would it be? But I d- I just give you a, like uh, an example. But mainly, I'm very disappointed of how people treat each other in this in this particular yeah, industry. I agree with you that. know, like it's such a matter of. Uh, um, sometimes I feel like people are so phony, falling into this this. Uh, this industry, I remember once, <laughs> I was a I was a PA on a show, a production assistant. And for some reason, in that day, I just, you know, it, it, it was going to be a shitty day with a lot of rain. And I, um, for some reason, I just woke up and dressed nicely. <laughs> like, nicer than most of the PAs would dress for a fucking shitty day like that. So, I got into set, well-dressed. Uh, I had my, my uh, beret, my, my, my cap and everything. And whenever I got out of the van, this, I didn't know by the time, but these two producers come to me and they were like, they were treating me so well. When I, I got out of the van, They like, hey, how's it going? How are you? blah, 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 blah. And like, I felt that they were trying to know in which who you were who who was i (laughs) like who the 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 thing in in this industry that is so funny is that who you are is what you do you know so yeah probably they thought i was like an actor or a producer or whatever and they would treat me so nice until the time and i swear to god until the time i said oh no i just came here for pa immediately they didn't even say goodbye they immediately turned their back at me yeah and started chatting about something else like for them at that mom- moment I was just a loss of time mm-hmm. and their, their 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 faces even changed mm-hmm. like their smiles <laughs> were gone like, eh, oh. <laughs> yeah oh. yeah and like uh, you're the riffraff. yeah so like the phone is in 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 this in this all like treating people well kind of environment he just like fell apart and was like what the fuck am I doing this like wh- why why am I doing this, and who are these people yeah like where did you where did you learn to treat people so badly if they are in like i don't know like a lower scale of the business or whatever? you know what I mean
0: I think part of that comes from well part of it is just being in in that industry for so long and and when you get treated like that when you are a rookie, for lack of a better term, it perpetuates this sort of mentality, right? But I also think it stems from um, like the leaders of these regiments are artists. And a lot of the time, I wouldn't say a lot of the times, some of the times those people are not stable people. I actually, I will say a lot of the times. A lot of the times those people aren't stable people, you know? I don't consider myself necessarily stable. (laughs) You know, I have fits of, like, really uh, unabashed or, um, yeah, unabashed anger or, like, unreasonable anger at, like, you know, technology and stuff when things don't go my way. Like, (laughs) I do. Right. And I recognize that that's not really good. But it's also I can't help it. You know, yes, it happened two days ago when I was trying to post uh, the short version of the Slack line and uh, Instagram for some reason wouldn't let me post the text that goes along with the pictures, mm. which uh, is like 90% of, s- of posting something to Instagram is all like the hashtags and stuff like that. And so I was fuming, like fuming. And I, <laughs> it, it's a good thing that my roommate was here be- because I would have been like much more destructive if he hadn't been, and Boris was like freaking out about it and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I'm just kind of like pacing around angrily, you know, and just kind of muttering to myself like, "Motherfucker, like, why the fuck isn't this fucking working? Like, it makes so fucking sense that it's not working." And but I can feel it like inside me that there's just this like, <sighs> like I could burst, okay. and and so, so what like, does it have to do with yeah, like in with, like if I was the director of a film or like we've seen so many uh, uh so many videos or heard so many stories of actors and directors and stuff like that going off on people uh when they interrupt their process or when they uh you know basically do kind of normal things but you know these people artists come from a uh a different mindset, right? Like it's it's an expressive mindset. It's a it's a mindset of not being afraid of uh what anybody thinks about your vision or anything, right? And so you have to be un- you have to be uninhibited to try and get that vision. Not saying you have like there's different ways to go about it obviously, but we've heard these stories, we've seen these videos all on the way that I think some people think that that's how it's supposed to be.
1: So sorry, you you are telling me that they treat people badly because they are artists?
0: No, I'm saying that most artists have instabilities that uh, will cause not, not treating people badly necessarily, like en masse, but uh, maybe blowing up at this one person or the the threat that they could blow up at somebody kind of at any moment, just because that's who they are, it reverberates through the whole group of people you know this tension and everybody feels it and i'm not saying that like and, and and i think that it's just become ingrained in people whether or not the people at the top are like that i think that it's just become ingrained that uh it's okay to treat the people below you badly because we're dealing with artists i don't know that's like that i mean that that's as like your, that's, that's that's a your mindset impression. that's a mindset of just like Okay, I won't say because we're dealing with artists, just because that's the way it is. Because, hey, if I don't do my job, then that guy yells at me. Or if I don't, do, and if they don't do their job, then that person yells at them. Da, 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 da. But whether that's or not, a lot of people whether yelling. or not that, I know, but whether or not that's true, whether or not those people are actually going to yell at them or not is beside the point. Listen, it's all about how people think about it and apply it to the people below this them. This
1: is not science, uh, uh, rocket science, you know, this is not, um, making a brain surgery into someone this is making films and a lot of times not very 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 artistic films. i you agree know? and uh and I- in my vision is first of all <laughs> what like uh, came to me is like when i arrived in the sets i saw these people they seemed that they didn't sleep for ages because they actually didn't yeah. for ages. Yeah. So they were working for like 16 hours, straight five days or six days. And like, my question is... Uh, why? Do you really want to live your life working 16 hours a day in something that you... You know that artistically, it's not very cool like I mean we all have to make money man I know man but there's tons of way of making money and like uh, 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 yeah but some people so so just getting a hook in in what you say in what you said before the disappointment is that this is not about art again it's about money
0: yeah yeah
1: and we were talking about films but most of people that I've known in this past month, they don't give a shit about what's been there, what's going to be on screen. But you know why? Because I don't remember, of course, being a production assistant, the single time I receive a script or a side. Mm-hmm. So we had no idea, and like a lot of people had no idea what's going on. And what the film is about. and what's like, So, it, I don't know. For me, it's really hard to care about something like that. You know, I care well, about my job or what I have to do and, like, how many trash cans I have to look over <laughs> and, like, pass by because that's my job. But, like, artistically, you don't know what you're doing, like, 90% of the times or more.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say that's why I enjoy things like gripping more than uh than paing and stuff like paing is nice because you can have time to yourself and you can actually like do work and things while you're doing your thing sometimes i i I
1: never did that
0: well i mean or you could read or whatever you want to do depending on what you're doing uh but like i like gripping because you're actually like seeing what's going on and you're you can see how people put things together uh as far as like designing shots and designing light and stuff like that it's just helpful so, I enjoy that aspect of it. But, yeah, I totally see where you're coming from. Um, I mean, it's like any other businessman. Like, those those projects, those crappy little, like, made-for-TV movies and stuff like that that we work on, for some reason, they make money. And as artists that want to make something more substantial, more... uh. You know, quote-unquote visionary or something like that. Um, I think we kind of have to appreciate those things. Because... What things? Like those shitty things that provide...
1: Provide what?
0: They provide the the money necessary to make the projects that we want to do. That end up... Not all of them, but every once in a while... I think that those that the real art does show through. Like yes, there is stuff like shitty TV movies and yes there is an inundatement of, you know, superheroes and, and high CG and stuff like that. But even within those realms there are interesting things. I you understand know? man. Like and like e- and e- e- even Yeah,
1: but you know what? Sometimes I feel like a month of just like jerking off would be more productive than like two days on set
0: uh well if you could make a couple hundred bucks jerking off
1: (laughs) 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 i'm talking about myself not other people yeah 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 true we won't
0: get into i mean porn's an industry out here too actually um but yeah uh what i mean more is that is that we, we we can't necessarily or we shouldn't necessarily look down on that stuff and avoid that stuff because it
1: no, man, listen, I'm not looking down on the people doing this. No, stuff. of course I'm not. i looking down on the projects. I yeah. know that the people doing this are talented No, people, yeah, I, I totally hear you. Their, uh, but they're employing their all talents in only making money. At that point, and they but know that.
0: Yes, they know that, but I think that if you talk to most of them, they are all doing it with the like the ultimate goal of of uh of making something that they wanna make, you know, and it, it, as long as that's somebody's ultimate goal in something then i am i am for it like i obviously I think people can get stuck in like career mode and stuff like that, even within our artistic industry, you know you can get stuck in a mode of you know just being an a d on on made for TV movie sets, and you can probably make a pretty great living for the rest of your life doing something like that. Um, yeah, but there's like that's tough to see. But th- that type of uh lack of drive exists everywhere, you know. You see that in every office, in every uh school, in every sort of workplace that there ever is. There are people that have no motivation to don't go any further than they're already sitting. Um, but when you have people that are there like, yeah, you know, I I go and I make, you know, I'm a DP or whatever on these made for TV movies for half the year. And then I go and I take the money that I make and I try to make these small little projects. And, and because they want to be known, you know, for that vision versus this, you know, what their job is, quote unquote job is. I mean, again, like it comes back to, like that's what you have to do right even if you've worked your way up to first ad on fucking uh star wars uh if you don't want if you want to be a director if you want to make your own film the first ad of star wars is not making your own film right and so
1: but maybe he doesn't want to
0: maybe he doesn't want to and that's like or she and that's fine like, I'm not I'm not saying that any is real better or worse. Um, yeah, but as long... Like, for me, as long as that person is, like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it can get lost, you know? Because at that level, I mean, you are an integral part of this film, you know? Uh, at a creative level, too, you know? As far as... Uh, structuring how things are are running like that takes a lot of creativity in, in in making things work and trying to get make sure everybody's happy and all that type of bullshit. Like, I'm not shitting on ads. That absolutely not. Uh, but not many people like come to Hollywood to be an assistant director in a film. I don't know. Maybe they do though. That's the thing. Like I found out people that do come to Hollywood to be in sound or do come to Hollywood to be in um you know uh, uh, cg graphics and stuff like that right which is stuff that yeah. you know we want to utilize within our art so we have to know people and have to uh yep yeah. yeah
1: my point here um i remember one of um uh, one of our uh, director um teachers from um From film school and he was not at the time he was not a teacher there he was just a guest uh, speaker and this guy made his way through indie film and he was being very honest about it he was like dude I've known some friends of mine that took the PA path after school And I took the indie path after school. And five years later, of course, I'm struggling for money. And I uh, happened to to run into one of those guys in like a liquor shop. And he's selling some liquor. And I'm like, okay, so what happened to the dream? You know, like, what happened? Oh, I just got tired of like being in these productions. And it was too hard, too many hours and i'm just like i'm just selling liquor right now and, and and it was just not one case about it
0: he'd like but lost th- the the drive for it.
1: it. my my thing is like lost the drive and, and and being lost in the loop of making a lot of money don't don't having any hours for yourself and doing the the art that you actually believe on or writing yeah. the things that you actually believe on and um and then having to pay a mortgage of like a house or house in vancouver being a pa <laughs> all right uh maybe like a m- not not a house but like a car or whatever things you are uh, m- you know you have to pay then now you have to p- you are stuck in the loop of having to make a lot of money to pay the things that you you know like yeah. and, th- and then you totally forget what your dream was yeah i mean you can eventually go back but it gets harder and harder with time you know
0: yeah, I mean I think that comes back to the r- the real crux of the the thing or that that element of uh of self-doubt, you know. Um it it can seem really it can be nice, you know, to uh to be working in this field you know especially if you've told people that it's you know it's something that you want to do it, it can be nice to come and be a, have you'll be employed in this field and be working in it and actually making money doing it um versus what uh you know might be more of an indie path of i'm going to work at you know whatever shop that just gives me or what whatever gives me the time and hours i need and can sustain myself so i can work on my own stuff. You know, there's an inherent risk in that that none of your own stuff ever actually works out and then you don't have and then you don't have this, you know, actual career coming back at you or you don't have this actual career um you know really to fall back on in the industry that you're that you're actually wanting to be a part of. You're just uh you know a barista you know and you've been a barista for five or six years into your mid-30s or something you've been trying to write trying to get people to read your stuff and or you've been trying to you know get money for projects and whatever the case is that you've been trying and trying to do and then all of a sudden you know six or seven years go by and you haven't made any progress in this actual industry like that's a scary thought, yeah, right? You're that's a you're scary placing thought,
1: but that's like scary story. You can write a thousand, a, a yeah. thousand of scary stories.
0: Yeah, but that's I mean that's the, that's the, you know, risk of taking a an artist's path, I guess. And the sa- like, but the thing is, is there's but
1: the thing is that you already took. So like, if you're Ending up being a barista, but people come
0: out or here, or and th- yeah. But people come out and they find out, like I said, like oh, I can actually make money, like being just like a second AC and and man, just being around movies, like that's cool.
1: Bus, bus. I, that, that's the thing, making money is not a problem. I mean, if if you've been, you've been, you've been there, man. Like yeah, you you went from like a,
0: a uh uh. Gotta hold the mic to your thing.
1: Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you you went through a uh a business status guy to yeah. well, an artist guy. I mean, money is not the thing, you know, like if it was just for the money, you probably th- would have stayed there and wouldn't pay. Like, field yeah. Well, I mean, stuff.
0: that's my mindset, but what I'm saying is especially, okay, so, so we're, you know, kind of on the older spectrum of the people that we went to school with. Uh, we're pushing 30, close to 30, each of us, a couple of years away from that. And, you know, I can see from like a uh, a twenty-something year old's perspective, an early twenty-year-old's perspective, who has been through high school, and maybe been through a little bit of college or a little bit of you know something here and there, or is taking some time off, and now is trying to get into filmmaking. I can see how it can be attractive to go and work background, or to go and work. Uh, on pa sets and stuff like that or as a, as a pa or whatever and just be in it that way i can see how that's attractive for for that but like um because you're making uh, like i said you're making money at this industry that people don't people tell you when you're going to go and be in this industry they tell you that you can't make money doing it even though that's ridiculous because there, like i said there's so much fucking money in it Uh, but because it's an artistic medium people assume that you can't make money doing it and so it's kind of the assumption when you get to a, a city like Vancouver, or you go to L.A. or something like that, that you won't be able to to do it. And so to be able to tell people, yeah, I am working on sets and yeah, I am doing this and da it's it's an attractive option when the other option is, yeah, you know, I'm just doing I'm just, you know, delivering pizzas or something like that. But I am working on my own stuff and I am going to get my projects going. And 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 th- like that can be totally true. You know that that's that can be totally true, but until you do that, you're still just a pizza delivery boy, right? And if you don't accomplish any of those things in a few years, you're just a pizza delivery boy, barista, whatever it has been that you've been doing to sustain yourself for that time. Sure. And but that's fucking scary, man. Yeah,
1: but you're a pizza delivery boy with a dream. Yeah, no. Nah, like I'm not saying that's a bad much, thing. Which is much better than someone that just like. Okay, that's reality, well, that's, that's a
0: matter it. of perspective, man, like some people some people are totally fine with you know uh dreams being dreams and and they stay that way and they're they're unattainable goals, and you know there are realistic things that you can achieve, like your friend Rodolfo said like his goal is to provide for his family and create a good life for his family and and uh if that's if that's your goal then what you're doing for work or whatever might not matter as much,
1: okay, so uh the goal changed. but if the goal doesn't change, it doesn't change, so you're still gonna be a pizza delivery boy, boy with a boy with the with the dream and a goal, even though you don't achieve it,
0: yeah, I mean again, it's all a matter of perspective and how you feel about that, like personally, the reason I came out here is because i've I feel that that's I'm okay with that, you know, and because I feel like I can go back to to making a, a boring career out of something if I need to in my 40s or something. But I also now find that I come out here and I can make a boring career out of this <laughs> if I really want to. Oh, yeah. You, you know, I can make budgets or some shit like that Um, if I really wanted to get into, you know, making steady income doing this, which, you know, that doesn't interest me right now because, like a, like you said, I could have done that and stayed where I was at and made, a, like, a good a good chunk of money doing it and so but i mean it's mu- it is much more interesting to do when you're doing it for for films than when you're doing it for uh you know just people's bank accounts
1: yeah sure man but i i think a big chunk of it is uh resilience and keeping the dream alive man.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree, man. Uh, it can be tough to do, though, sometimes because, like I said, there's a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of wondering if, if your stuff is good enough. Uh, and I th- I find there's also a lot of resentment when you see stuff that is not good and you're like, fuck mm-hmm. that. I can do better than that. Mm-hmm. That's sh- that is shit. You can do, but you haven't. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's the point, man. That that's You nailed it right there. Like... You can do, but you haven't, I think is the biggest thing I think coming out here, the biggest thing for me is is doing you know and trying to get out of a mindset of of being afraid of whether or not people are gonna like it and just fucking doing it and getting it out there and and because you know most times I've found in any sort of artistic endeavor there are people that like it, whether it's been music or art or something like this um or film or whatever. You know some people like it, and the people that don't usually keep their mouth shut and so just do things for the people that like it, including yourself, especially yourself you know uh don't worry about people that are gonna hate on you for your stuff and that's I think that's the biggest thing as an artist is just not worrying about what people think about it, which is tough because you're really exposing i mean it's different to make a presentation on. Uh, like an investment plan or something like that than it is to make it a, you know, a, a spiel about a story that like means something to you or, you know, even to like expose a song or a piece of art, because those are like, they're, they're, they're emotionally tied to you, you know? And a lot of times they have to do with the people that are around you. So it can be really difficult. Even like something like this, like it's tough for me sometimes to come on here and, and talk thinking that maybe some of the people that I'm talking these things about might actually tune into this, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, probably not. Like, let's be honest, but, uh, on the off case that they are, you know, it's weird to hear things in from a third person's point of view like that. You mm-hmm. know, I experienced that as a musician a lot when mm-hmm. you've written songs about people and for people and you continue to perform them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you're with different people and you're in a room, a bar or something that's packed full of people and there's your current girlfriend and there's the girl that you wrote all these songs about. (laughs) You know, you can see how musicians can't hold uh, relationships around, right? Because Mm. you're constantly having to write and pull from your own life. Not just musicians, you know, artists. You're constantly having to pull from your own life. And so if you're telling the truth on the page in a... In a script or something like that, mm-hmm. even if it's allegorical, people see through it, and it can be tough to go and show to p- show that to people now that might even be like, might even be involved in it somehow. You yeah,
1: know? man, I think that's a little bit. I don't know, that's a little bit off in my in my opinion because, like, if you think about uh, what's the name of the girl that uh, the the woman that wrote uh, Harry Potter? Yeah, she she probably didn't went through a lot. You know, or, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that depends on know? what you're trying to write about. Like, if I, okay, so an example. I'm, I came up in, in Hawaii. I started writing a story about uh my, re- like, past relationship. And it, like, I've started, I've outlined a full, like, novel book about it. Yeah. And, like, the whole thing is going to be, like, the truth from my perspective. Okay. And so what. Uh, it's just kind of it's a if I was still with that person, yeah, or if I was with a different person, Mm -hmm. it would be a weird thing to be writing about, you know? Yeah, to spend my day thinking and writing about somebody else, a past relationship or something like that, Mm -hmm. for months maybe while I finish a book, yeah, and be with somebody else, right? Like that's it's a weird mindset to be in. I'm not saying that you can't do it. It's just it's an emotional roller coaster because you have to be in it when mm. you're making this stuff like any artist will tell you even like like touring musicians their songs will never be as good as when they're really feeling it as when they immediately wrote it you know as when they were like crying over the fucking page that they are writing on like it will never be as as good as that on a fucking Wednesday for them or for them or no, I think in general for
1: for, uh, the
0: audience, for everybody. It won't be as true. It won't be the art. It's just, it's like, it's like having a print of a painting in your house. It's the, it's the print
1: man. You can assess feelings from long times after.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, like going back to songs, like I've pulled, I, I now pull new meaning out of even my own songs Mm-hmm. you know apply them to different situations or like oh it has even more meaning now that i have went through this um but again it will never be performed as well as the time that you act that you that that it hits you again oh this oh and i'm not saying that it doesn't hit you like it can hit you multiple times but like like Coldplay jamming out Fix You at, like, O2 Arena in London with, like, everybody coming back at him and singing, like, singing his song back at him, that probably gives him a moment, you know?
1: Yeah, Coldplay is lame.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that probably gives Chris Martin a moment. All right. Um, But doing that on a Wednesday night in Edmonton, Alberta, probably doesn't. And that song is not as good because of it in my opinion, will never be as good as it is in that other moment, when he's feeling it, when he's actually thinking about the person that he wrote that song about.
1: Yeah, I can't say much about it, because I've never been
0: to Edmonton. <laughs> well, but I'm sure uh, you've been to not-so-nice places. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but <laughs> we can't go down that road anymore.
1: <laughs> Alright, man. So, yeah, I think that, you know, um, uh, but just to conclude, it's just like, uh, what I experience here uh, I just don't want to get lost in the loop of yeah, uh, having to make money and uh, being tangled up in, on, on that that I can't now pursue my dream so uh, I think as I was telling you f- for maybe for people dreams are uh, for some people dreams are just dreams and mm-hmm. like it's nice to have them but for me, dreams is what actually keeps us going, and and you know, as a, a human being, it's a special ability to be able to dream and to uh, pursue your dreams and eventually to co- accomplish them. No other animal in the world has this ability.
0: That's a really great thing to say. Um, I won't even try to refute it with anything. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, man, it's true. Uh and and I'm kinda I'm on the same boat as you. Like that's why I came out here. You know, I came out here to as lame as it sounds, and like it shouldn't sound lame. This is my whole thing. It shouldn't sound lame for me to say I came out here to be an artist. Like I'm an artist. I am a musician. It's not lame. I'm a painter, I'm a uh talk show radio hosts like these are all art forms you know a filmmaker and uh i think n- i think that people get shy about that i do mm-hmm. i think people get shy about sharing their own artwork because mm-hmm. it's just it's a difficult thing to do yeah. because like i said it's kind of a piece of your soul so
1: do you think that it would be easier nowadays if with uh without social media like without all it's the re- same like man. It, like without all the fear that you can be stabbed by people if they don't actually like your stuff and then like you know, read about it and shit like do you think that it might be easier like without the feedback
0: or the the the, the uh,
1: noxious <laughs> feedback if you will
0: yeah well hm i mean on one hand it's obviously easier to reach audiences And part of negative, like negative feedback can be positive too, right? Depending on what you're trying to do, you know, if, if like for us, negative feedback could be a good thing. If people started like really hating what we were doing and like, and started really, (laughs) you know, shouting insults at us and stuff like that, that we could like engage with and stuff like that would probably technically be good for us. But, uh, I mean, it's not good when you get a bad review on anything, Right. Um, I don't
1: know. it depends. you know, like it really depends. you see uh I was just remembering one of these stories of um um Apocalypse Now and the bad reviews that he had just yeah. before coming up uh and all the bad stories that uh they were talking about the film and Coppola and actually just made people more curious to see the film whenever it came out. It was just like... Yeah. Big success. Yeah,
0: it's true. It's true. That type of thing happens, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know. The social media thing, like, I think that it was, uh, before social media, it was much more about who's going to put themselves out there versus, uh, If you were, if you were, yeah, you have to now. I have no option, you know. If you want to be, if you want to be an entertainer, if you want to be a performer, you have no option, right? To put yourself out there, to put yourself onto the social media landscape, and to try and get that that part of your repertoire rolling. Sure, but
1: how much feedback plays an actual role on on that?
0: Zero. I would you. Th- for me personally zero. Mm. Like whether people it's nice when people comment and say cool things. That, I mean there's not a lot of that right now, but there's a little bit of it. Um I would love more feedback because so that would give me zero. more things to talk about. Sorry.
1: So it's not zero. Uh
0: yeah, yeah, I guess it's not zero. I mean, I would probably I would personally use it as kind of fuel for something like this, right? I mm. mean, this is a different medium than like, I can immediately go and lash back at people mm-hmm. if I needed to versus, you know, a movie. Like, if you put a movie out and you put a year and a half of work into a movie and then it comes out and people hate it. Like, there's nothing you can really do about it at that point. Sure. You know? Um, yeah. I think that, uh, like, the, the landscape of art before, like... Like, my type of favorite sort of heyday would be, like, in the 60s and 70s and stuff. Like, if I could go in back back in time, that's when I would like to live. Mm-hmm. Um, in that type of heyday, again, it was like, are you putting yourself out there? Are you a band that's touring? Are you a filmmaker that's actually just making movies and putting them out there, putting them into the festivals, showing them to people? Because that's how that stuff was born. Like, these are new art forms, you know? you know, like the last couple, mm. like last hundred years. Mm. So we're still figuring out how all this stuff actually gets pushed to people. Um,
1: Without being physically with
0: them. Right. Right. Uh, so there's so much competition for, for that landscape, you know, through something like social media, because everybody, you know, like us, like we think we can do this. Right. And so we go and we put, we, we have all the tech for relatively cheap and we can put our shit online. And hope that people listen to it. Um, that wasn't a thing, you know, not even that long ago. If you wanted a radio show, you had to go and work at a radio station and try and work your way somehow in that uh, in that business, small business of probably only like ten or twelve people, to get on air. And then mm-hmm. from
1: hopefully you were not working with uh, Murdocks,
0: so. right? And then to get on air, because <laughs> to get on air, <laughs> yeah, and then to get on air. And maybe move up from, you know, shit station in, in wherever Wyoming or whatever. And you want to try and get your way to New York and you want to try to be like Howard Stern or something like that. Like you had to actually go out and do it and you had to actually go and move to these places where the, the work was, you know, I don't have to do that, but I'm not actually making money doing what I'm doing. I could do that. You know, maybe the long-term goal is to do that. Maybe people actually, like the hope with, with, with. There's more of a hope, I guess, with the social media landscape of, like, if I just put it out there, maybe somebody will see it and give me an offer of something versus me putting it out there and then going and and being like, hey, check this out. Like, would you like me to come and do this for you because I do this? You know, there's not as much of that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe there is. I don't participate in it very much. That's, That's another tough thing about, you know, putting yourself out there. Right.
1: Right. Well.
0: Yeah, uh yeah, maybe we can cut it there. Uh it's been a pretty good chat. Uh especially for only the, the dynamic duo, which I think is what I k- I said. We were a good duo. Wasn't nice. it duo?
1: Duo no. It was uh tunding, tunding. We were tunding doing this.
0: It's not a word.
1: It is a word. You thought. I know. Word. We've had this. We had this. Were you reading a book that this word was written? And no. We
0: had. It? We've had this discussion before, though, where we've forgotten what that word was, and we remembered it pretty shortly afterwards. And you can't. You. But Tundun is not yeah, a. Yeah. Let's just cut this. Yeah. Piece. We'll cut this out <laughs> uh, This has been the Slackline. Thanks, anybody for listening. Uh, check us out on Instagram at the dot Slack on Twitter at Slackline underscore Radio. On YouTube at the Slackline Podcast. This has been the Slackline with Jay Wow, 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 and the Boss. The Boss is coming. Like made up, dumb f- fairy tale name, You. F- and uh, we will be back uh, next week with the full version of the Slackline again. Thank you. Fire. Have a good week, everybody.